Hey everybody, it's Ginger. It's Tuesday. I had a little bump start there because I'm in a different space today. This is Chatting with Chap and I am your host, Ginger Wade. So I'm in a different location as you may see and I'm trying this new setup and so I'm trying to get the hang of it. Technology is fun, right? So uh, yeah, here we are. Um, anyway, we're trying something new. It looks a little bit different. So here we go. So today's topic is the soul of the next generation, which might sound a little bit hardcore, but it's very important and it's going to be really good. But I want to give you your homeschool tip of the day first. So it's about evaluators. We talked a little bit about evaluators before. Your homeschool tip today is a simple statement. Evaluators' jobs are only to check for compliance with the law. And if you want more information about that, I want you to check out Chat with Chap episodes 118 and 119 right here on Facebook. You can find it. It's also on the podcast. If you're out there listening in podcast land, um, it's out there too. You're going to want to check it out. Lots of great information about evaluators in that. So let's move on to the topic of the soul of the next generation. So, uh, Let's think about homeschooling. Why are we homeschooling? What is important to teach to our children? Why is it, what is it that you want to instill into your children? What's the most important thing? Is it math? Is it reading? Uh, is it good manners? Those are all wonderful things. And those are all things that we need to be working on. But as Christian home educators, our most important aspect of the education process is teaching our children about Christ, about God, about what he's done, uh, about how we are saved through uh, Christ's sacrifice on the cross. That is the most important part of training and education, educating your children. So we're reading Bible stories, we're studying the Bible, we're praying with our kids, we're serving together. It's wonderful. It's really um, good ways to build up an understanding of, of who Jesus is. But we hear so many stories now of children growing up and leading, leaving the church. Why do children leave the church? Why do they not make their faith their own? Why does it not become a part of who they are and continue on until their adult education? Well, let's consider Joshua. So, you know, Joshua went in, conquered the promised land. They went in there. And at the end, uh, around chapter 24, you can read it for yourself. He talks to the Israelites and says, you know, who are you going to serve? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, right? Who are you going to serve? And they're like, oh, we're going to serve the Lord. Are you sure? Are you sure you're going to serve the Lord? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll serve the Lord. That sounds great. Well, if you go to Judges chapter 2, you see what happens. I'm going to read a little bit to you. It says, after Joshua had dismissed the Israelites... They went to take possession of the land, each to his own inheritance. The people served the Lord, which is really great, throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had uh, seen the great things the Lord had done for Israel. And then Joshua dies in, in verses 8 and 9. And then in verse 10, we hear, after that, after all the elders and Joshua died, the whole generation had been gathered to their fathers. Another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. The next generation didn't know. They didn't know. And then they reverted to idols and false gods and all those sorts of things. So while the people who saw God's wonders were alive, they were great. They were golden, right? They stayed focused. They worshiped God. They were committed. 
But when the leaders were gone, they fell away. Why? How, how could they do that? All these wonderful things God did for them and all the things they saw. Why would this happen? Well, it seems the next generation was not told about the wonders of God. No one made sure to tell them. It's kind of like this assumed knowledge. Oh, you know, you know, we know, so you must know. Uh, so it seems that they it wasn't told to the next generation how great God was and what they did. We can't assume that our kids know the awesome wonders of God. Now, we do read them in Scripture, and that's really great. But it's important, parents, that you are sharing the wonders of God in your life with your kids. What are the wonders that God is working in your life through your history to make God real to your children? What has made God real to you? What has he done in your life that made you go, holy cow, this is real. God is real. He's working in my life. He's walking with me. What has he done to do that? And are you sharing that with your children? Have you explained God's goodness? To, that happened to you personally, to your children, uh, your children need to see God's mighty hand in your life. He needs to see how he's working in your life, not only in scripture, which is wonderful and so, so important, but they need to see his faithfulness in your life too. So the personal touches are what draws your children into that relationship with, with Christ, with Jesus, into that deep, committed relationship. It says personal affection for Jesus. And you too, obviously, recognizing what God is doing in your life draws you in a deeper affection with him too. It's that lasting relationship with God. He's important. He is present. He is faithful and he is good. How are you seeing that in your life? And are you telling your children about it? They need to know. They need to know. So how do you go about telling your kids this could be awkward? Well, how, how do I tell my kids about what God is doing in my life? Isn't When do I do that? A great time is around the dinner table. It's one of the reasons why dinner time is so important. It's a time to talk about the day. It's the time to say, hey, guys, listen to what happened to me today. It was God showing up, answering a question for me, answering a prayer, helping me through a tough situation, helping me make a decision. That's a wonderful time. Another time is when you are praying together and you give thanks. You can give thanks for something that God did in your life and the children can hear you thanking God for it. Uh, another way is to ask the kids if they have something they would like to share to get them thinking about what God is doing in their lives too. Getting yourself and your kids to learn how to recognize the hand of God in your lives is so important and will just grow the depth of your faith immeasurably. So another thing about teaching your children to recognize God is it, it, it does take a little bit of, of thinking, of planning. It helps to have goals. Do you have family goals? Do you have a legacy, a particular legacy you want to uh, have your family leave? Or is there a negative legacy, a sin legacy in your family that you want to break? Do you have a plan? It's so important to have a plan. So um, there's two helpful things to consider creating like a family vision and a mission statement. So if you've been on a board or uh, work with a company, you might know about vision statements and mission statements. And these are ways to help you stay focused on what you need to do or what your goals are as parents in raising your children. So what are your goals as a family? It's helpful to write them down and, and discuss this as parents, maybe alone, 
and then bring them to your family, right? Write them down so you have them. You can even post them on the wall on those days that are really hard, right? They're good reminders. Make action points. What is it that we can do to make sure we're doing these things? Could be Bible study, could be prayer, could be service. It could be making sure you have family story time where you're sharing what God is doing in your life purposefully um, to make those connection points like I was saying earlier. And accountability. So then you check in with each other. Hey, are we doing these things? We said we wanted to do these things. Are we actually doing them? So um, that accountability part is really important. And so many times we actually don't do that. We, we have a, a plan or an idea, but then we never go to someone and say, hey, I'm... Or someone never comes to us and says, are you keeping up with your plan? Are you doing your plan? Um, it's really important to have that person who's who's helping, you know, to kind of egg you along and make sure you're keeping uh, accountable to the plan that you've made. Does this sound like a lot of work? Does it sound like, wow, that's a lot to do? Well, it can be. It can be joyful, though, because it really kind of sorts your thoughts out and gets them in order and, and kind of, you know, you pray over it and ask God to guide you in it so it deepens your connection with God. But let me tell you, there is no more important work, right, than having a plan for raising your family to follow Christ in all of life. It could help you personally. It's certainly going to help your children. So it could take a little bit of time, could take a little bit of work, but there's no more important work to be doing in your family, right? This is this is one of the things that's really going to help us in our close relationship with with God. So um, you're not going to regret it. You're not going to regret, regret slowing down, taking the time, thinking about things, putting it together and having it written down. So maybe this could be your New Year's resolution for 2023, right? We're just getting into it. It's, it's only 10 days in. There's a lot of days in this year. Make this a goal for you this year to, to make goals. <laughs> make it a goal to make goals. Sit down real soon Make some, make a mission, make a vision, uh, have a family meeting and talk about these things. It's going to grow your relationship together as a family. It's going to grow your relationship with God. It's connect you closer there and it's going to help your children to connect to him better too. Don't feel overwhelmed about this. It can sound like this huge thing. Just take it in small steps. Okay. Simple stories is a great way to start. Just, and think about your day. Think through your day. Pray at the beginning of the day for God to guide you through the day. And then think over your day when you come home at the dinner table or whatever and sit down and go, oh, this is what God did in me today. This is how God directed my thoughts. This is how God helped me make a decision. Um, just those little things. He'll guide you through every every step of the way. You know, when you have some time you can spend with your spouse, maybe talk about goals or a mission for your family. Take the time to, to have that conversation. Um, so the, the things you should look for, look for blessings, challenges he helped you with, ways he gave you endurance, ways he gave you strength. Anything that you can see God working in your life is important to share with your kids because then they will start to see God working in their lives. So it is a key element of their education. Why do we have our kids at home? Why are we doing Christian education? Because we want our children to follow Christ in all of life, right? It's what I say at the end of every chat and with chat. To enjoy, to uh, all these other ways that I uh, tie into our my sessions every week. To enjoy teaching your children to follow Christ in all of life. And in all that they do, there's not any part of their life 
that hasn't been bought with a price, right? It hasn't been bought with the blood of Jesus. So there's there's got to be things in all those different areas that you can share with your kids and encourage them to look and encourage them to share. And as you teach them to build that close relationship with Christ and that um, commitment to him, that reliance upon him and seeing that he's active in their lives, that's just going to, their affection for, for Christ will grow. Uh, your affection will, for Christ will grow. Your affection for each other will grow. And that's going to help keep your kids uh, focused on that relationship, that it's an important part of their life, that it's important. They, they wouldn't want to leave uh, the church. They wouldn't want to leave faith because it's so important to them as they grow. So I encourage you, parents, uh, make some plans. Think about this. Take some time to think about it. Pray over it. It is a super important part of, of training your children up in the way they should go. And I did want to mention uh, this. These notes came from a sermon that my pastor gave uh, in 2021, almost two years ago, actually, in February 2021. And just this past week, it's kind of funny, he gave us this, I'm reaching for this paper back here, he gave us this um, personal growth plan, which was very similar. Uh, it's, on, it's a personal thought instead of, as parents, training your children, but it's ways to grow uh, spiritually, intellectually, emotionally, physically, relationally, and then externally as we share with others around us. So there's always ways to be growing, ways to be relying on Jesus. And then as he helps you in those areas, you share those stories with your kids, which helps your affection and their affection for Christ to grow. So enjoy parents out there. Enjoy this time with your children. It is short. I know the days seem so long, but the years are short. I know you've heard that adage. It's very, very true. And uh, once they get older and close to college age or, or moving out age, you think, oh my goodness, I don't have much time left. So take advantage of your time now and build and instill these values and habits into your children and into your life now. Um, you won't regret it. It'll be wonderful. So I'm so glad you tuned in with me today. I look forward to meeting again with you next week. Have a wonderful week. And uh, this has been Chat with Chap. We'll see you.